The Football Index podcast is supported by footballindextrader.co.uk, the best site for in-depth scouting and trading strategy. The new season is well underway and the scouting area is already jam-packed with analysis. Over 50 players are reviewed after every single game week. Plus, high-quality and trusted market analysis each week to help make sense of the recent choppy market. To see the site for yourself, just go to the homepage and click on the Take the Tour button. You can see a whole month of example player scouting from the season and some example member articles too. And exclusive offer for podcast is listeners you can give the site a try with a 25% discount on your first month with code fig 25 over on footballindextrader.co.uk Hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast, episode 155. We had a record-breaking month in September with the most downloads ever in a month on this podcast, which is amazing. So massive, massive thank you to everyone listening out there and everyone who's listened, everyone who shares the podcast and all that great stuff. And thanks for all the glowing reviews as well recently. Really appreciating that. I think I'm going to attribute that to just having some fantastic guests on recently. And that's not stopping today. I'm joined by Soccer Index today. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. Well, as well as you can be with a market like this at the moment, I think, soccer. but uh, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> why don't you remind people a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do for a living and uh, your Football Index journey as well? Yeah, so I joined at the end of uh, 2017 in December. Um, I worked for an asset manager, um, and yeah, I start, started to I started with a relatively modest sum, um, steadily increased my position over time. Um, I've kind of seen the long term vision for the platform, and I've also developed as a trader along the way, uh, building up a decent sized portfolio now. So I'm still massively confident and um, bullish about the platform, um, even despite uh, what's gone on the last week. So yeah, looking forward to the next few months. And you've been on the podcast uh, a couple of times before, and uh, obviously we've not had you on for like a year now, a year or so, which is uh, probably too long. Yeah, time time flies by, doesn't it? It really does. I'm always like, oh, I had him on the other week, and I'm like, oh shit, it's like actually been 50 episodes, let's get him back on. <laughs> we had a host of questions, of course, but before we get into that, um, I need to remind you folks about the Patreon. If you guys don't know what a Patreon is, it's where content creators create premium bonus and behind-the-scenes content for their audience. In my case, I'll be trying to help traders profit more on their Football Index journeys by adding as much insight as can as I can and helping them become better traders. That's £3, £5, £8, and 12 tiers, all with great different perks, so do go check that out for the best Football Index content around. Head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide for more information and join a growing community at the fig patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash fi guide also going to plug the state of play podcast that's my other podcast uh, about football the top five european leagues and the mls go check that out at state of play pod and i also need a favor if you guys head over to bit.ly forward slash fig survey you can fill in a survey to you know get yourself in with a chance of winning a 25 pound amazon voucher and it will also really help me out because it will help improve the fig content so please please do go fill that out take about five ten minutes of your time if you're bored throughout your work day and you know work shit or you've got nothing to do during lunch then please go do that and help me out and you might be winning yourself a amazon voucher as well first question here from uh chris hall fi trader question for soccer index who's your favorite fig cast extra presenter fig or panda I don't oh, believe it. 
I know, I know. I don't believe tough, that question. Of all the questions that could be asked, and I get get thrown this at the start. <laughs> um, you generally work really well together, so it's surely not a case of one or the other, is it? It's, um, a, it's a joint package, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's almost as if you kind of take the lead, you know. In I, I don't want to say don't take this the wrong way at all, but you're you, you almost take the lead in kind of the, the Ed Chamberlain role, and then Panda's like the the lead pundit, if you like. Um, yeah, he probably wouldn't like me saying calling him Gary Neville or anything, but he, yeah, I just love the way he kind of, kind of takes the lead on all the on all the topics and you know in his way, in his own way, yeah, go, going through and uh, pro- probing through everything. Um, yeah, the show wouldn't be the same. Uh, it, well, it wasn't the same when uh, when we replaced Panda for a week, was it? <laughs> no, no, it, it was sorely missed. I mean, there's talk of third guests and and, and uh, her third co-host. Dunwell keeps flirting with the idea, but I don't know. It's just. Um, there's something away about I, I guess it's the the chemistry you build as co-hosts for a while and people seem to enjoy the camaraderie and also the insight I mean Panda's a very peculiar a man isn't he in the way that he dissects every little detail about every single thing in the world so we make for a decent a decent couple of uh, hosts I suppose so yeah make sure make sure you bump up his uh, keep, keep bump up his package and keep him involved yeah I need to assign him onto a uh, long contract <laughs> long don't I although I don't know how much longer I can afford him the way his, uh, I guess, Betfair and FI trading uh, continues. Got a question here from Divi Rascal, who uh, has been a few shouts there for the best FI name around, which is uh, not, not too bad. Mandatory fluff question. Can you explain why Trent slash Robert Robbo delete as appropriate is such a shithold and why everyone that holds them is an idiot? Cheers, lads. <laughs> Um, yes, I mean, first of all, I, I really don't like the idea of, you know, talking down holds and especially when they are based, I mean, a lot of the time on Twitter and things, it, it's it's based on nothing. It's usually based off players past dividend returns or PB scores when that's sometimes even only a portion of the, of the way you should be valuing or a lot of people value, um, players. Um, so I don't really think that's good for the platform and, but. And I don't know what people are trying to achieve, but equally, I guess I do kind of like the debates that, that a lot of Twitter has. Um, I know that there's a famous Kimmich one that was last summer. Um, that's still still rolling. Um, <laughs> Twelve months in, it, and it's still rolling. It's still rolling. It'll it'll carry on carry on rolling, I guess. But yeah, so I think I think when these debate these date debates are fine um, when they're kind of based off the same thing. And Trent versus Robert is an interesting one. Um, but to be honest, they almost shouldn't be compared in, in price, and that's not knocking Robo at all, Robertson at all. Um, but they are priced very differently for very reasons, uh, very different reasons. Um, so I guess if we start with Robertson, um, I'm pretty sure he delivered next to nothing in dividends last season. Um, but if you kind of go into his stats, he was he was unlucky on quite a few occasions. Um, he got he got didn't really get a peak score because a lot of his goals and assists were kind of spread up, spread out over. A number of games, um, so I think you could probably make a fair assumption that you know at some point this season um, that he was going to you know hit, hit a good PB score if he got if he got um, a goal and an assist in the same game, or you know he took a few more corners, and I think that's what's happened in at the start of the season. Um, so he did take a few few more free kicks and corners, but I think it's also important to remember that he also did take quite a few last season as well. So it's such a small sample size to go off this season. It's probably too early to conclude uh, how how he's going to do. Um, but I guess we've seen a good. Well, it's in the first three games he's been very positive. 
So I guess you're kind of looking at that to see whether that's going to continue. I think Trent's priced very differently uh, for a number of reasons. Um, and there's a reason why he's a very premium price. I mean, he's 21 compared to Robertson being 26. Um, he has a career of dividends almost ahead of him as the index grows. And based on the current data we have, you'd probably say that, you know, if the index was to grow to where we think it might do in five, six, seven years time, Trent's probably going to be one of those players that will be delivering dividends even in five, in, even in, during those times. So he's obviously got a really high base PB score and a high, high peak PB score. And he got, he got over 50p in dividends last season. And now we've increased them by a hundred percent, including adding team of the month dividends. Um, of course, on top of that, you've got him, but he plays for England. Um, he's won about 20 odd P in media dividends, I guess as well. So there's probably further scope for improvement there. So there's also concerns with Trent. I mean, people have pointed out maybe he's taking less corners, but I mean, even if he did really have a dip and especially has with, with the recent dip, I think there's fair scope for a lot of margin for error with that trade. So I think in summary, they're, they're, they're both, they're both, they're both pretty, pretty good holds in their own right. And I just don't think they should be compared really the two. Yeah, I think that um, it's it's an interesting scenario, isn't it? And, it? and I mean, the beauty is in the nuance of Football Index that Robertson takes a corner, has one good PB score, and suddenly the prices start to compare. I think the age thing is, is often overlooked. I mean, I look at a player like Kimmich, who is uh, 25, turning 26 in February. Um, he's £6 or so right now. And you're looking at Trent's instant sale prices and actually not too far from there. So I, I think that the other thing people don't really realise soccer is that when they do talk down players that are premium or that are higher than players that they hold, they're actually perversely talking down their own holds by reducing the ceiling that they can get to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think they realise it. But definitely, yeah. If we've always seen if 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 the top top holds are falling, then it, that tends to have a, a knock on effect for for every single hold in the index. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at it now where the top players on the index by and large are falling. I mean, the, the whole market has fallen. But if you look at the likes of Sancho and. Uh, Trent and Bruno in particular, uh, even Pogba, you could argue up there in the, in the premier asset class. Um, they are falling a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean players uh, that are below them are going to rise. It actually means that they actually might start looking less appealing. I mean, um, do you have a, a, a five pound, six pound jerky if, if Mbappe goes down to seven pounds? I, I don't know. It's It's a weird thing to think about. Yeah, definitely not. Well, I'd say not. <laughs> You'd think not. You'd think not, but who knows? Um, just before we move on to uh, the real questions, I suppose, even though that sparked a good little bit of uh, debate there, um, I need to remind you guys that this podcast is sponsored by Index Game. They've launched a product recently called MyG, which helps traders manage their portfolio as well as view real-time spreads and prices across the entire index. Analyze price moves for your players over multiple price periods simultaneously. Get real price alerts straight to your phone for the players you hold or are watching if you guys are interested in this head over to indexgame.co.uk and if you use the code fig 2020 not 2021 not 2019 fig 2020 for five pounds off your first month or you can get uh, one month of your six month membership and five quid off with the same code over on indexgame.co.uk 
uk so we've got first question here from the fig discord the patreon discord old man fi sentiment for fi as a whole is down irrelevant portfolio values are down even a bonus hasn't turned the tide what do you think will and when do you think it will occur i guess it's the million dollar question or should we say <laughs> a one billion the, dollar question oh yeah i was gonna say the, the multi multi-billion pound question <laughs> um i think the first point is that fi could choose to do absolutely nothing i'm not suggesting that's like the right thing to do um because because we are seeing sort of a lot of soft money if you like exit the market unfortunately as fi a football index continues to grow we will get different customers along the way who treat risk differently and the maturity of the product so for example we, we probably have a few of the early adopters um who really like that high risk high reward putting putting their money into crazy things that Football Index might not do it for them now because the the, pod, the product is becoming you know more polished. It's becoming nearer to that finished product, even though we're still we're still quite a bit away from it. Um, equally, we've probably got we've also got a number of people. Um, I know we've heard about professional sports traders who you know they really want to see a polished product and they refuse to even put money before order books before Nasdaq come in. So we have to accept that we are along a journey with Football Index. So we will lose customers along the way i mean some so, some of the some of the recent drops and the volunteer volatility um have as you know some people have viewed it viewed football index as a football and uh, as a you know a green money printing machine um and it isn't for them anymore um i think that we've been a bit unfortunate in a way that many of the top players or expected dividend returners um haven't quite, you know, hit it off at the start of the season. We've had the Sancho story and the media have almost become a little bit bored with, you know, waiting for Woodward basically to put a bid in. So we, we haven't seen him get a lot of media returns. And we've all, we've also seen, I think, a lot of the market don't expect, expect the move to go through. So he's, he's obviously not been returning as many dividends in the immediate short term. We've got Mbappe's got had COVID, um, Trent, as we've discussed, you know, he's he's struggled with the five subs and the slow start. Neymar has had a bit of a disaster with injuries uh, and fighting on the pitch and things. But that all could like really quickly change. And I think if some of the top players start to really quickly earn dividends, then the market will suddenly get, you know, you know that the eyes will light up and they will, they, they, they'll, I mean, with the current prices, they'll be crazy not to buy if, um, but once they once they realise what the dividend returns are, so it it might not necessarily be what I'm trying to say is that it, we might not need anything from football index per se to check change things around. I think as soon as some some of as soon as soon as a moment happens, we could see the sentiment change. Um, I mean, I'm hoping personally that Woodward puts a bid in for Sancho, but we'll wait and see on that. <laughs> you couldn't trust Woodward with pretty much anything could you but it's interesting isn't it like there are it does feel like uh there have been a lot of dominoes to get us to this point where sentiment is quite low I mean you mentioned we talked about Trent and Robertson earlier he was you know Trent is heralded as one of the golden boys of the index um for obvious reasons you know 
he won a ton of PB last season, incredible amounts for a 20 year old. Um, if you look at retrospectively what he would have won from a team of the month perspective, he would have won a crazy amount there as well. Um, dividends got doubled and <laughs> team of the month got added and he's a lower price than he was. At, um, he's nearly at a price that you'd find in mid last season, which is really crazy to think about. Um, and then you've got, you know, Mbappe getting COVID, as you mentioned, um, the Sancho move potentially not happening. Um, and it's and also the five x in play dividends. Obviously, I was say, yeah, yeah, that is another thing that's accentuated the short term outlook of it for a lot of traders. But all in all, we've had so many kind of weird, small downward spirals within a within a big one, and all these dominoes created this kind of situation that we have. But I suppose the. I mean, the crux of it, I was speaking to Panda earlier on the podcast, is that um, FI, all they really need to do is find a solution to incentivize buys from the market. And as soon as that happens and, and sentiment turns, you look at the bonnet bonus the bonus that we have currently on offer um uh i think i was watching a film last night that bono appeared in that's probably why um a, bonus, <laughs> a really really um generous bonus and um you, you think about it and you're like well we're only two dominoes or one domino away from sentiment turning whereas to get the sentiment this bad we've had to have about six or seven dominoes fall in the right direction against us yeah definitely um so yeah with the ipd promo um it's kind of turned turned people's focus away from you know core core dividends as well so i think yeah when we when you're kind of paying 10 20 p for a goal i mean pe- people are recycling players um so they're, they're listing players um so i think i mean as soon as everything in theory starts coming together we should hopefully get an upward upward turn and it could be very quick as well we we've got kind of a lot of sell orders in between the all-time high prices as soon as the sentiment does turn we will see probably i mean hopefully if we do see you know buys from the buys from the market then um um offers will suddenly get um removed and then we could find that you know players start to rocket straight back up to those all-time high prices which i don't think we've ever seen before but we could see some of the craziest rises we've ever seen with the way it's kind of set up with that yeah, I mean, at the moment, we, we don't have an equilibrium where uh, bid and, and buy now are kind of equal. We have more power with sellers. I think that's something that Perry FI, who was on the podcast previously, that you should 100% listen to. I really would recommend everyone listen to that episode. He's been tweeting a lot about that recently. Um, we've got a question here from Rocket. The product is as good as it's been in a long time as far as payouts to player prices. Prices have stalled and in most cases fallen, for, uh, though. It seems we have all become used to bidding instead of buying what do fi need to do to promote growth and how much is our is it our fault as traders and then daily also says how do fi go about solving the crippling liquidity issue so i suppose those seem to be um the two main things right now yeah definitely yeah so i think i think as soon as things turn sour people immediately default to if i need to do something and i kind of focus then on things that could naturally you know increase the uh, well t- turn the market sentiment if you like is it the fault of the traders um potentially but i think we need to accept that this is football index and they need to know their user base they have plenty of time to implement these order books um this is their product it's their user base to kind of nurture um, and create an environment for us to trade in um, and at the end of the day if there's certain workarounds or 
you know, manipulate to strong word, but if, if there's certain th- things that people can do, then it's up for football and to try and second guess those things. I mean, we've, we've kind of seen, I think there was a few other threads today about it, it's very easy to kind of drop a player by listing him, then listing him again, and then suddenly you can kind of create that spiral effect. Yeah, I, I think that's also, um, you know, people think that that 900 is, is thicker than it is, right? Because as we've seen, prices do move a lot quicker um, than people thought they would with not that much money. I can't remember the exact figures, but I mean, you t- you talk, you're talking hundreds of thousands to take some, someone up a certain price and take them down under the old system. And then under the new system, um, it's just, you know... T- Nine hundred shares. So I mean, you're talking like five uh, low five figures to to you know crazy dropper player. Um, so I think I think there's two reasons why I think we we kind of well there's quite a number of reasons why we need to acknowledge that I think FI should do something in the current climate. Um, we're, we're we're at you know a point in the season where early season and January typically where they have a heavy marketing presence and it's vital that we kind of get new customers to be able to deposit, enjoy the product, um, make a little bit of money and, you know, but also make some mistakes and kind of gain some confidence and then feel the need to deposit more. Um, and I think there's no other way really of looking at it, but if I have kind of messed up with the mechanics um, of, of the system, I think, I think <laughs> if, you, if yeah, there's there's no real get, getting away from it. I mean, the current system is, mechanically speaking, it's fantastic, I think. I mean, um, it... It, it, it kind of works perfectly you can and you can kind of see how it would work perfectly but that's with the big caveat that if there was enough money in the market and there's simply a, a, well, 130 million there's just we're just kind of like nowhere near the amount of money to kind of you know on black sunday there, there was there was there wasn't enough money in the market to kind of immediately eat up eat up the um the crazy offers that people are putting in yeah and that that was the main thing wasn't it you know we talked about market makers and and how they should be gobbling up some of those uh really low offers and we just didn't see them yeah and then and then that then that obviously creates a a, a downward effect so i mean they've kind of got a really you know they've built this really shiny new bike um and given it to a load of kids um with no, with no stabilizers on them and they've kind of just gone off crazy and basically fell off the bike um you know everyone's covered in blood um and fi probably got now um pick, pick it all up it, it, i guess as well we, we've got the problem that a lot, a lot of people have you know been attracted I mean, panda mentioned it last week that people have in the past been attracted to a lot of the the green on their screen that kind of all all time profit figure um, and they do typically buy into players when when they're rising, um, and and they kind of get the confidence that in the platform and it's rising, um, and because and we're kind of seeing the opposite at the moment. Players are players are falling, um, and people can people almost forget any of the rises we've seen in the past and, and the profits they've made in the past, and, and all they can kind of see is is a downward spiral. Which it, it's unfortunate to see, but I think a lot of people don't zoom out. So I think where we are, I think FI effectively failed us in terms of the market making across across the market. Yeah, it, it just it just wasn't there that, that we need we, we needed. Um, and I think that, that one of the main solutions now is that they've kind of got to just you know if, if if a certain amount of market making was needed two weeks ago, we probably need even more of that to yeah. kind of re- reverse the tide now. That is true, right? Like it's the same as when 
uh, we have the 30% dividend increase um, and it actually cost FI money and they then had to do the 100% increase. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. They had to kind of go over and aboard to make amends for their mistake. So, um, so yeah, whether they would have maybe got away with a 60 or 70% increase, they definitely they kind of had to go over and above expectations. I think they need to do the same thing now with the market maker. If there's a way that they can kind of take players back up to their all-time highs that, that you know that they were reaching under under the old dividend structure, I think that is is a potential kick that we need to kind of get people going again. Um the interesting point from the last couple of days is the 0% or the 2% commission going down to the 0%. Um, the initial response, I think, from a lot of people on Twitter was that this is horrific and it, it deters market buying. Um, and that's ultimately the conundrum that Football Index need to, to solve. I mean, they need to... They need to get back to people hammering that blue button. And and how 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 do you have you have you kind of thought a little bit about like how that could happen? I've had a little thing. To, to be honest, I, I usually have a lot of answers, a lot of answers for things. I usually in my head think, oh, football index need to do this, this, this. Um, I, I to be honest, I really was struggling. Um, as you said, Perry had with with his friend today. Um, that 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 was really good in the way he kind of described that, you know, the, the, the seesaw, the balance isn't right. Um, and he speculated on a few things that they could do to increase the market buyers. And I don't know if they're right, but I think we're kind of getting on, we're getting on with the right idea. Um, well, I mean, so as he, long as you know the the kind of crux of the issue, it's it's a lot easier to develop solutions from that. It is, but I think this one, this one in particular is quite a tough one. Um, I, 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 I certainly couldn't in, in, my, in my head. So I, I guess two of the things Perry mentioned was enhancing dividends for buy it now, um, for buy now, and either having, um, you know, IPDs removed for bids or them increased for, for market buys. So with these two, I'm very kind of against using IPDs because that only helps help certain areas of the market and it deters again from the core product, which is, I think as we've saw in the last month. So I don't think you say offering a 60 day or a double IPD period will encourage you to buy someone like Paul Popper, for example. Um, and I've also in the past said that I'm, I'm, I'm also against adding further layers onto it an already complex yeah. product. I, I really want the product to be as slick as possible. Um, so in terms of that, it, may, it, it makes it harder, but I think, I've kind of thought about this, but potentially they might have to do something in the, in the interim, just to, as simple as possible, but equally it might have to be a bit kind of out the box in the in the way they do do things. Um, something that doesn't force people to constantly recycle shares because um, that, that obviously creates a downward um, trend on the market. I really did, I kind of liked the super match day dividends and it was, but it was, in terms of the idea that they did in February, where effectively players got points for, um, they got payout, small payouts for their PB points. Perhaps we could do something along the lines of that, but like so much more simpler. I've, I've completely had a guess of things, but say if a player got a score of over 225, in the first 30 days of a market buy purchase, you'd get a 4P payout. And if they scored a media score over, say, a thousand under the current score and under the current system, you'd maybe get a payout of three p. Just just something that's 
hopefully would give a little bit of a kick to market buyers. But I mean, I, I'm really struggling if I was if I was, um, if I was thinking because I, I couldn't think of a way to get market buyers. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of interesting ideas there. For me, it, it boils down to, um, first of all, I think... Uh, um, getting some incentive to buy to to buy uh more from the market or and this is probably a, a worse idea and something i don't want to see happening um reducing the incentive to bid right um but that could only happen when you've bought up a lot of these low offers that i presume market makers will come and do um and increase liquidity so that it's 24 7 liquidity and that um if someone does uh offer some a, a player a player at really low rate they're gobbled up straight away like in most exchanges um and then you've got the 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 uh the addition of depth and, and so on and so forth i think a lot of these things are again as we mentioned dominoes earlier these are dominoes in itself but the first and foremost ones that have to fall are um the incentive to buy from market and then market makers you're almost chasing your tail with uh with the commission commission on the bid so in, in a rising market you would say if there was commission on the bid then there'd be more incentive to buy, buy from buy from market but then that would then make mean that the spreads are reduced. Oh, no, the spreads are increased. So if the spreads are increased, then there'd be less incentive for you to buy from the market. So you're kind of running around chasing your tail almost on that one. Um, so it's something that if I kind of really need to think about and getting the balance right, um, certainly in a falling market or a, a tough market as, as we're currently experiencing, the kind of 0% makes sense. I think another point is that the current bonus, whilst it's, it, it is an unbelievable offer again especially with the current prices that we've got i think they've got it a bit wrong in terms of the way they split things up so in the past they've had, they've maybe done a 10 percent followed by a five percent bonus but by doing an eight percent eight point two five percent by by the exact same amount the second time around you're almost creating this dynamic where a lot of traders are incentivized to sell to sell before buying into the second one if they don't necessarily have the money to put in so if I was them right now, I'd I'd up the, this first bonus to about ten or twelve percent just to give an e extra kick in that first bonus period and stop that stop basically people selling up in in the first one to the second one. I think that's something that they haven't really thought about, but it'd be a quick, easy win. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Um, I you know we've gone so long on those first two questions. That I'm just looking at the time now. Um, Fi Landings here, great guest and a good person to listen to whilst things are falling. I've got a couple. What would you compare the market crash to from your time as an asset manager, and what comes next? And by how many days and months will Fi miss their September Nasdaq integration deadline? So let's let's go for the first one. Market cra corrections and crashes happen well all the time in market. There's some of it. Certainly, as an asset manager, uh, where I would work, you'd, you'd potentially even look at them as a positive, really. So, I mean, in crashes of the past, you you kind of look at your asset base for the most part, and you 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 kind of go, well, well, we've got still got a great asset here, um, whether that be like a property or a renewable uh, renewable wind farm, for example, um, and you you could still conclude that you know this is still delivering great returns. Um, and, and because of that in the future, I think I'll be able to sell that on for a much greater price than I currently hold it for. Um, so in fact, you'd almost see, you know, downturns as a good thing. If prices come down, um, this doesn't mean that yields um, go down as well. Yields actually go up and it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity to take advantage of drops. And I think what we've seen a lot with stocks uh, that have dropped in the past year 
um, it was almost just out of sheer panic. So sometimes it's, it's a cruise company and airlines, they've obviously gone down for good reason. But um, we've seen, we, we saw in um, March where like Amazon and Tesla, they went down, but then they had a sharp recovery. Um, and, you know, in almost no time at all, they were back at their all time highs and they've continued to, to go on. Um, so I think we can kind of equate a lot of that to F football index. So I've kind of said that we've kind of got these layer of sell orders below the all time highs. But I think as soon as we, if we were to burn through these fairly quickly and, and sentiment changed, then we could, we, what, well, what comes after a crash, it's often a long, steady rise. Yes. Um, I, I think, uh, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Corrections that, um, scares a lot of people i mean uh, black sunday for example um i believe you were on holiday right soccer yeah i was i was in greece yeah um <laughs> i can't remember what time it was but uh i got i had a couple of texts and i i, I just turned it i just turned over in bed uh, i looked at my portfolio and t- turned over in bed <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting uh, situation, but I suppose the kind of slow, languid fall that we've seen recently has worried people maybe even more. Um, what about the second question, the Nasdaq integration? Um, any thoughts on that? Where are we at? What, what was our latest kind of comments on it? Was, it, was it for Q4? I think so. Q4, so that immediately says the back end of Q4, uh, the way way that's... um, So I'm going to say back end of November. Okay, and and what do you you kind of expect from that? Like, what are your expectations? I feel like a lot of traders on the platform don't really understand, one, who NASDAQ are, and two, what NASDAQ will do. Like, a, a lot of people have this assumption that NASDAQ comes in and prices just go up. Like, could you try and shed some light on what this actually means for FI? So I think I think as a starting point, we can expect the tech to be first class. Um, I, I, th- I think even recently, we've um, with the most recent announcement that you know the app app, app was crashing, uh, the app the app crashed and we couldn't log in to to, to make buys. I think with with Nasdaq, that we could, I certainly get the impression that the tech will be you know best in class, um, and that, that's only that's only a really positive thing. And with Nasdaq, it's almost that name brand that gives it more that more validity so if say i'm walking in you know canary wharf or in a city in london and you're talking about football index to someone i think if you even mention the name nasdaq that suddenly gives you know that suddenly perks them up they're like oh but i want to know more about football index now so i think it could be it could almost be one of those things that it's putting that brand that gives football index that increased credibility and we could actually see it, it could actually be that you know people have been waiting to put serious money into into football index but it's just been waiting for nasdaq so we we might actually see that effect once nasdaq come in yeah i mean it's the it's the functionality it's the ability to deploy new things much faster it's you know the trading volumes that will be able to be coped uh with on nasdaq technology are just going to be eons a part of what anything that we've experienced in the past i mean um you know, you mentioned there that the credibility, like, do you think it's going to be a lot easier to attract people that you work with, for example, people that um, are in that kind of line of work to FI? Yeah, I can say like without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, even now I can kind of talk about that Nasdaq's coming in and I'm getting a lot more traction when I speak to people. Um, they do take it more seriously when when you hear the name Nasdaq. Um, and that'll only increase as you know once they've been in and once they've been in for you know six months and put 
their stamp on the product and we've seen how hopefully wonderful it is yeah i mean uh really looking forward to it but as we've discussed there are a lot of dominoes that need to fall before that i think uh, we've got a question here from football index sotd i currently think a share split would <laughs> would help fi solve a lot of problems Instant prices move closer in absolute terms lower pricing helping traders put in multiple bids confidence and product sentiment would absolutely turn what are your thoughts so yeah, shares, but so this is when uh, in markets where the price of a share gets too high for them, for people to buy, um, purely psychological, um, almost no matter what the returns are. Um, so say if um, the price of a stock was, you know, rather than a dollar, it was at, you know, a thousand dollars. So by splitting the stock for every share that you own, you say if you did it four ways, you'd get four shares back and then dividends will almost be split by the same amount. But because the stock has gone back down from a thousand dollars to two hundred and fifty dollars or twenty five dollars, um, you know it's it's perceived as cheaper and better value for new investors. So purely because of that psychological impact, um, stocks then tend to rise, um, and then because of and then because of that announcement, you know you get existing shareholders that want to buy more because they also think it's going to rise because of that. Um, and we've seen that recently with like Tesla that that's happened um, very recently, and it kind of absolutely mooned. Um, God knows what percent it, it rose. Um, so for Football Index, um, I was around for the last year split for something that was announced in around October, November two thousand eighteen, um, and it was implemented about six months later in March, April. So since I've been on the platform, that's almost been the best period of growth we've ever had. Um, we kind of had Neymar and Pogba, who at the time, the, the two two of the leading players, they they kind of shot up crazy amounts from almost like 14, I think it was about 14 pounds to about 24 pounds on less payout, payouts than we have now. Um, and then because they shot up, we had the rest of the market just having crazy rises across the board. And the psychological effect really kind of caught the whole market and that kind of fear of missing out really took over everyone. People were speculating on, you know, f- future rises. And because of because of the increases, people then speculated on, you know, further dividend increases off the back of the, the share split. And for new users coming in, this was really good for them because they were depositing, you know, having a great time with the product um, and, you know, depositing more. And then it really was a massive success. I guess... The grand question, should they do it again? I ha- yeah, I, I'd absolutely say that, you know, it, it, it's something that they, it's in their sli- should be in their sleeve and, you know, they can deploy it whenever it seems right. Um, it is almost the perfect tool, I think, to kind of propel the market going forward once it's moving forward. So if we were if to announce one right now, I don't think it would be right because... Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think like right now would be the right time to to drop it. I think you're better putting it into a steadily moving up, steadily increasing market rather than a dropping one. And then once it's steadily increasing, that kind of propels the rockets and sends everything into orbit. So, I think once we kind of get players back to back to their you know prices before last month. So when we got kind of got the top players pushing above twelve pound, quite a few players above twelve pound, you know, pushing twenty pounds. Yeah, if I if I was them, they could call a share split in October, November, and even have it active from implemented from say like the start of next season. I think it is something that they need to well that you know could be something up their sleeve. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not too hot on the idea right now. I see the logic in it, but it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, you know, a lot of people are talking about the bonus, but if the share split doesn't turn things, then it's an ace that you've wasted in the current sentiment, I suppose, that you've that you've kind of alluded to. Um, I, I wouldn't mind if they were like, we're going to split at this date or when a player reaches this price, we will review whether or not we're going to have a share split. Um, that kind of thing would probably be better if they were like, um, uh, you know, um, <laughs> if they were like actually um, forecasted a little bit, if that makes sense, rather than like, like, right, we're share splitting tomorrow. I think you've then got the whole, oh, what's that? What's this? Blah, 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 um, which I don't think would happen. But also in the current sentiment, it might just be uh, another change that people don't want. So I think for me, those dominoes have to fall first. And if they do, you know, get market makers to buy back a lot of these offers and um, get more money into the market via other means um, and get liquidity providers in there alongside uh, fixing some of those mechanical issues and then being like, we're actually going to share split um, to kind of stimulate the market. I wouldn't really mind that too much. Yeah, I think it's all about time. And I guess the other argument of what we've heard Kieran say is that they've talked about doing a reverse share split in the past um similar to some of the trading apps where we get where rather than buying one share on amazon you can buy decimal places of a share um kieran's definitely mentioned that but that's been something that he'd be quite keen to do i don't really get that and i don't know if it would have the same effect as a share split but it it, it i guess it's something that we know that they're thinking about as well yeah, I mean, he's mentioned it before. I guess currently right now, it wouldn't be very good because you'd see like a lot of money falling. Like if uh, Sancho went from £150 to 120 it's a £30 drop. It's the same percentage as I know, but a lot of people will be like, wow, he's dropped 30 quid. Um, so maybe that's that's for a far more mature market with more mature traders. I agree, yeah. I, th- I think that's further down the line. Yeah. Uh, got a question here from FI Clean Shirt. Considering the sentiment towards offers, lowest market impacting bonus I can remember, general sense of entitlement towards them, etc. Would FI increase credibility and intrinsic value by scrapping offers entirely and focusing the money into frequent div increases instead? Um, so I wasn't massively sure what was going on with this question. So I guess just <laughs> taking it piece, just taking it piece by piece. Um, so is he effectively saying if we kind of went away from the current system, went back to the matching engine system? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess taking it piece by piece, so would it increase intrinsic value? Well, just being quite blunt, no, it wouldn't. Um, Dividends wouldn't change, so there would be zero change in the intrinsic value of players. Would it increase credibility? Um, I don't think it would, actually. So they've kind of, we've kind of seen their vision uh, um, for the the platform, and I, I think by not delivering delivering something that, they, that clearly is their vision and then almost, you know, giving up on it a few weeks after implementing it. I, I think football and it would potentially lose more credibility by doing that. I think the answer is probably to, as they have started to do, put stabilizers on the current system um, and slowly get us used to it and, and, and going with it. And then by then, I mean, I, I'd love to hope that by, you know, next summer we have a complete free-flowing true order book system with you know loads of money in the market um so i think that for me that would be the ideal way to go rather than go back to something that they're clearly trying to move away from yeah i mean 
I personally don't want a step back and, and don't see a step back. I think that would be detrimental rather than progressive. I think that FI have set themselves up now to become a full, fully-fledged market in the future. And I think that taking a step back, whether that would be um, reverting to anything else or uh, anything but really providing more liquidity i think would be a weird move from them um it, it would it wouldn't send the right messages i suppose just before we move on to some more questions this podcast is brought to you by rising star football edition the board game of dreams where you have the chance to play out a footballer's career of your own win career points earn money and gain fame all in the hope of defeating your rivals having the greatest career and being crowned rising star champion the kickstarter campaign is now live where you can score a copy of the game itself for just 30 pounds there are also limited edition rewards available to kickstart backers so be sure to check them out this comes from one of our own in the community who has used some of their football index profits to invest in their dream of creating a board game business so be sure to visit kickstarter and support the campaign today find out more at risingstarfootballedition.com this episode is also brought to you by The Athletic. The Athletic is a subscription-based sports news site delivering in-depth sports coverage featuring football reporters you know and love like David Ornstein, James Pearce, Sam Lee and Rafa Honigstein. The Athletic is telling stories you won't find anywhere else, no ads or clickbait, just great sports writing. So for 40% of your annual subscription to the best sports writing around, go to theathletic.co.uk slash fig. It's £2.99 if you go for their annual deal. Have you bought anything recently that's cost you more than uh, £2.99 here, soccer? I got a really nice inflatable unicorn when I was away in Greece. <laughs> I think it's about 20 euros, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Worth it. I'm sure that's a, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it is what it is really, a 20 pound inflatable unicorn. I'm not going to dig into that. Um, question here from Duncan Maybury, who's uh, someone that I've been praising quite a lot. So let's hope this question is good. Given the focus on responsible gambling in recent years, have FI been a bit naughty, naive setting default portfolio prices by the buy price rather than mid price? My feeling is that was or is not a spark play for building a sticky user base and needs to be addressed ASAP. Thanks, guys. Another question from... Perry FI, what have been your best trades using the new order books functionality? Also, you have a large portfolio and would have witnessed a significant change in your valuation number. What was your attitude towards that? So let's, you know, break this down bit by bit. Uh, portfolio valuations, soccer. Have you been worried about this? I guess, I guess when the, we had the initial moment on the Black Sunday, um, and I, I had a few messages few messages from friends saying what, what what's going on um and i almost t turned over in bed shrug, shrugged my shoulders and i, I kind of knew when i was on holiday there was nothing nothing i could do anyway um and i was confident in the platform um and confident in my holds as well it is pretty hard mentally to look at it and um, the, fig the figures that you kind of used to seeing on your phone aren't there but it is important to also take a step back and you know i've made you know six figures in in the last year um secondly i believe in all my holds just as much as just as much as I've ever done and you know I if anything I see more value in them now because they've dropped um I also yeah as I can see it is part of me still thinks it's a little bit of a fake drop in in, in some senses so I, I so I know people have said oh yeah players have gone down from 15 pounds to 20 to 12 pounds but I in my head I kind of know that that could so easily change very quickly almost overnight and I know it's very hard to see at this point for certain people but with the layers of the offers that have gone in below the all-time highs if sentiment suddenly was to change um, 
players could very, very quickly be at all-time highs again. So I don't, I could, in my head, I think I can make back quite a lot of money quickly. Um, I don't know if you've got similar kind of thoughts for where things are going. I mean, in terms of the portfolio valuation piece as a whole, I think um, there's this kind of obsession uh, from a lot of people to use different valuations dependent on who they are situationally like if you're a short-term trader then maybe the instant sell value is a bit more appropriate if you're a long-term trader then maybe the midpoint or the buy price aren't even a fair reflection because you're planning on selling a lot higher i think um was it uh who was it who did that quite funny tweet was it um phil tyra or someone else where they were like i'm using my own valuation methods where like they just value their players at whatever they uh whatever they yield on a yearly basis um it was quite funny but it also there was a, an underlying message there that if you are like a long-term trader and you're like well i hold player x at five pounds but i actually think they're worth 19 pounds why would i sell before that yeah exactly yes yeah, so, sorry i, I almost had a second question uh, by accident so so yeah I, I i think someone else there was also a tweet saying if i if i've got if i've got a house i don't value it what i could go you know walk onto the street and sell it for in 24 hours so, you know you're prepared to you know put out to put out to an estate agent and you know find find the right buyer in your right time so I've, i think traders just need to kind of get used to what they want to value their portfolios at. i think i agree that you know since march and until order books come in a number of a number of players well some players had huge spreads um with their values inflated um so Potentially between March um, until now, some people have had a you know a, a green figure on their screen, which potentially wasn't right. I think that cha- I think now that problem has gone from from people's portfolios, so they no longer have you know a, a fake price, a fake price, if you like. Um, in some instances, there still are, but that that's kind of gone away, so it's less of a problem now. But the problem is that you've got people who are, are used to that figure being there now yeah i I think it's um the emotional side of things isn't it i think sam friedman's talked about it a few times where disassociating yourself or detaching yourself from that port value is quite important and i think perry talked about on the last podcast where he's like i don't even pay attention to the value of players that i think i'm going to hold for this long i only pay attention to the uh the that kind of valuation of players that i want to sell in in the shorter term Essentially, in this kind of downturn, it's only really not ideal for people who were, if you were looking to immediate, if, if for example, you were immediately looking to sell someone who's crashed, crashed by a huge amount. If, if as with my, quite a lot of my portfolio, I can kind of plan on holding them for a significant period of time, it's not as much of a concern because no one's forcing you to 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 sell at these prices. Um, so it is just a case of you know waiting it out. For sure. We've got a question here from FI Gardner, and I think this was, you know, obviously still due uh, during the 5X in-play dividend uh, promotion. Has your bets not over at the final whistle message been lost recently on FI? Definitely. I think this is a, a really good point. So as I said, I don't think that the, well, I don't think that the IPD promotion was particularly good for the market when you've when you've got, when Football Index paying out 10, 10, 20p for a goal. I think it really unsettled the market and it drew attention away from the core dividends and the USP of the product. Um, 
So people were chasing ch- chasing goal scorers effectively, which, which isn't the way that you know a lot of the players' values are, are based on. So I think now people will more focus on future core dividend uh, returners, um, and that should be better for the market. Now more than ever during a downturn like this, you know, uh, as I kind of said, there's when we're not in a position to. We're not being forced to to sell to sell players right now. There's no reason to sell now. Um, no one's putting any pressure on us. Prices are low now. But if we if we see this for what it is, it's it's, it's a three year bet, not not a bet of September. <laughs> so we we can quite easily just you know wait and ride ride out this rough period um, and realize that these are bets for the medium and the long term. And we've got plenty of time for things to turn around. Players to deliver dividends. And if people think about that more than the immediate short term and the immediate, you know, fluctuations in their portfolio value, um, it it can be a lot better. I mean, we we see on the timeline from from time to time someone who's just bought a few players and knocked off the app for you know one to two years, and it's it's crazy how much you can see how much they've they've, they've gone up in that time. And I think people do need to kind of step back and, and realize that. Yeah, I think that there is the the short term, uh, like people hate losing money like overnight or in that instant. It's weird though, isn't it? With FI, like people hate their player dropping 10p in an hour, but if they lose a, a 90 minute bet, like if the team they bet on doesn't win, they don't seem as faced. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that, you know, football and football index can not improve your mindset but it can certainly it can certainly change change your mindset and 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 that's why in particular i i don't bet on any gambling website but but i you know bet obviously i have quite a sizable portfolio in football index because that that is something that really attracts me to, to the product for sure uh the next question is from fi mustard from the discord uh given they previously offered instant sell fi must have had the data to know how much cash it would take for the market makers to provide enough liquidity to sustain the market why do you think they did not manage to get that in place i'm not sure what else can make a difference until they have done that which in my view means having the systems and making attractive enough for market makers to operate so from a market making perspective i think is there a bit of misinformation around what market makers are? Um, how attractive do you think yourself, soccer, is for a market makers to be entering a market like this right now? Yeah, I mean, well, we, if you would you would assume that the market maker would go would go through, you know, what players' prices are built on, and they'll, they'll soon realise that based on the returns and the future future of the product, that you know, it's a it's a crazy opportunity for a market maker to come and buy up some of these some of these prices. Um, and yeah, I can't see that there's any reason why they wouldn't. I think they've got, a, there's obviously a, a lot of money that they're potentially talking about in terms in terms of the size of these market makers. And, you know, they, they've kind of got to get used to um, football index. So I, th- I think things have maybe taken a bit more time than we thought. Um, but I, I think that I, I can't really explain why they didn't have the market makers in place for the last month, really. That's something I don't really have an answer for. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one, really. Um, 
uh it's it's a really really tough one to answer like why there is that gap in liquidity you mentioned it on the panda cast panda i just called it the panda cast oh Oh, no oh (laughs) god that's terrible anyway mentioned it on the fig cast extra i'm not gonna cut that out because it'll uh it'll kill me or maybe i'll put it in the outtakes for for next christmas um (laughs) uh like we talked about kind of how fi should have slowly removed themselves from the market and replaced it with market makers the liquidity that they were offering with market makers but also with new users and like there's now that gap the big gap that we've seen the gaping hole in in liquidity that people in the questions have mentioned yeah i, I think they should, they should they shouldn't have gambled if you like they should have probably gone overboard maybe put too much liquidity in and then and then eased off it they can always set if the market you know was buoyant they can always uh sell, sell back um so I, I think i think they kind of they, they have missed Missed, missed the ball a bit with that one but I think we do criticize them a lot and it's easy for, it's really easy for us to, to say all this in hindsight I certainly didn't expect order books to turn out like this I mean if I would I would have sold up my portfolio at the start of September and I'd be buying back in now <laughs> so and I think quite a few of us didn't as well um, but we were told that there would be more liquidity um, on this so I'm prepared to give them time to fix this in the past they've always it tended to you know, put things right. People don't realise that we have our money in a growing company, and one of the one of the reasons we can make hundred percent returns each year is because we have to accept quite a lot of shit along the way. Um, and that, that's something I've always I've always said. Like we should we should be grateful that you know we're at this stage of a journey and we're kind of going along it with football index. So as as they make as they make make these mistakes, you know, it's part of it to be accept be almost accepted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, something that I'm sure they'll try and amend. Um, we've got one last question, and then I think soccer. There's been an announcement or some sort of market update since we started oh. recording, so we can kind of start. Re- I'll read that out, um, and I can pick your brains on that. Uh, Joe Felix says, "What would you say to those that are new to the market that are unsure as to why prices have been drop dropping in order to maintain the confidence in their platform?" And then Divi Rascal also says, "If you were starting out now with a new dividend structure, increase in in-play dividend." and move to order books would your power three be the same um so for new users it's really difficult um to you know explain why prices are dropping so i've referred four or five people in in the last month who put modest amounts in who probably then did have more to put in if if things were going well and it, it, it's hard to give them an answer um why why players why players are dropping and why it's still good to put you know it's still the right place for them to you know put put their money um ultimately prices are dropping due to due to the you know uncertainty with the rollout of the order books but i think we are at a point now where things are stabilizing and we we could be in a position now where if, if the if the tide turns then it could be an absolutely fantastic opportunity um given the drops if someone wants to put serious money in that you know they could make a substantial return in in, in a month i think uh, well some a person who we both speak to um he says i don't know where if if we're at the bottom but we certainly are nowhere near the top so even even if new years have maybe had <laughs> even if new years have maybe had had a bit of a drop given yeah given where prices have been in, in, in the past and the returns on offer you know it certainly could be a, a, a good place to a good time to put some serious money in. I mean, the yields are the, the best they've been since 
<laughs> January 2018, right? Pro- well, probably. Uh, we, we were saying that. As we the prices that. get lower, maybe even better. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we were, we were saying that two or three weeks ago, so it might, it might be better than that. Might than be ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it, no, it literally might be ever. It um, literally <laughs> might be ever. Um, especially on bid prices. I keep saying that as well. Like, you know, I know FI will try and encourage market buyers, but if on some of the bid prices, like those yields could be the best ever, like genuinely, um, which is crazy to think about. Really, really is crazy to think about. Yeah. And so so if, if new users do like the concept of the platform, they like the business model long-term um, and despite these short, short-term hiccups, um, yeah, I'd I'd speak to a couple of experienced traders, and you know now is probably the time to be buying to these dips, and some seriously good money could be made. Um, so yeah, the, the question the question on you know with the new div stru- dividend structure on on the power f- on on the power free, which uh, I've put a couple of tweets out. So it was uh, I I see the see the uh, top three players on the platform as uh, Sancho, Mbappé and Trent. Um, we've spoke quite a bit about the IPD market. So I guess if I had cash right at the start of September um, or, or right at the start of the in-play dividend promotion, yeah, you would have potentially put, um, put that to, to, to use differently. But I think you've also got to appreciate different portfolio sizes suit different strategies. So it's it, it would be very difficult to for a, a six-figure portfolio trader to trade IPDs well I think or, or, or certainly at the volumes that you know some of the s- smaller portfolios are and it also takes a lot more time so I, I would have to you know g- give up a lot of my weekend to, to, to trade for in and out of input dividends so having a large portfolio I prefer to build big positions in players and hold these for a good length of time um, now that the IPD promo is ending we're essentially at a pretty similar dividend structure to what what we've had in the past, but with with, with a few nuances. So we've got keepers and team in a month um, in, in it in it as well. But essentially, we've got a similar dividend structure. So would my power free be the same? Well, it's always evolving, I guess. So I think we if if it was to change, it, it wouldn't be because of the dividend structure. Um, I, I still think those are the by by far the most lucrative um, dividend returners. Um, by far the most lucrative dividend returners are the ones that can consistently win um, media in addition to a lot of um, uh, performance dividends. So I'm monitoring the season as we as we go on um, to see if, if there's any players that kind of fit fit that mould. Um, and it might well be that the power free changes because of that. But because of a new dividend structure, I'd say it's... No, it's exactly it's exactly the same, really. I, I still target those players who can win lots of medium uh, PB. <laughs> Fair enough. The copyrighted uh, power three. Um, should we should we have a look a little bit at this announcement? Obviously, it always seems to be one during recording, whether it's the the extra cast or the the original. Have you uh, managed to give it a little skim while you're uh, while you were recording? 
I've been a bit engrossed. Um, I'm very, very quick scrim. Let, let me see. So, so let me. Yeah, let do, me do you want to go out. first? Let me read it out. How did prices move before? Our old pricing model was simplistic, incremental system, which was relatively predictable. Price was driven by supply and demand. In short, we, it was not an entirely a free market where price was determined exclusively and directly by traders. Order book means we have handed their reins to the traders to determine prices. Although currently, with some restraints, mainly the floor on the offer zone and the VWAP of 900 shares on the offer sites um why has the market corrected there may be a large number of reasons for current trader sentiment that don't relate to football or dividend yield on shares it would be a surprise if covid19 the economy and brexit didn't play a part it's a difficult time of course confidence in the market may also be a factor change is challenging but sometimes it's inevitable and in this case of the changes made to football index there are strong reasons for it which are discussed below what we can say is that we have now been operating for five years and we've never been in a stronger financial position than today we're working continuously to improve the platform we love and with our expanding and reorganized tech team the speed of that delivery is increasing by the day the valuation of shares dividend yield uh, dividend yield with respect to the platform itself the dividend yield on the market is extremely high we paid out 2.1 percent in dividends in september this is based on the total dividends paid out during september divided by the total cost paid by traders for all shares held as of september the 1st represented as a percentage annualized this is a return of just over 25 percent as it is remarkable by any standards 2.1 percent is the highest rate we have paid out since uh blipping over that uh, briefly in March 2018. So we were kind of right, basically. It's it's the highest. Uh, as you know, the bulk of our growth as a platform has been since that date. Player yield. In, this con- in the context of yield, take a look at the table of dividend returns on the top 100 players. Remember, this is yield is not just on the growth uh, of players you bought for value, the potential for dividends, but also actually includes the players uh, bought for growth, capital appreciation that were less likely to win dividends. It's the return if you owned every single single share on the platform. Um, so it shows some yields there. If you'd held Bruno uh, from the 1st of October 2019 until uh, you know at £2.49, that was his price and the total dividends were £2.62 since then. Why have we changed to order books? Some traders have asked us why we have changed from the old model in which we substantially controlled prices. There are three reasons. First, from a regulatory standpoint, it has been made clear to us that it's not our place to determine the prices at which shares are traded in the market. This must be determined by our traders. Secondly, as we've grown, we've been subject to more sophisticated accounting policies, which effectively drive us to the same conclusion. Lastly, and most importantly, for us to reach our growth potential, which is still huge just in the UK, we need to embrace a trading style in step with global markets that that have made that trade trillions every day. Whether that's equities, derivatives, FX or crypto, we need to adopt the same conventions as those markets order books which enable the market to establish price are essential prerequisite vision for the future in line with our future goals we have engaged with financial regulators with the objective of holding a license that is more appropriate for our market than our current betting license if successful this outcome would take us a step closer to realizing our vision of becoming a fully regulated sports market trading a high yield asset and setting alongside financial markets it's an exciting development for us all although at this stage embryonic the price correction that we've seen we're seeing now is due to shares passing to traders who can see the opportunity to acquire shares at significantly lower price than before with a terrific yield remember and this is stating the obvious, the lower the price, the higher the yield. 
The basic fundamentals of the proposition and platform are now stronger than ever. Our fifth birthday bonus continues to run to the end of October. We are hosting a trader panel on Monday, the 5th of October, to listen to feedback from customers who represent a cross-section of our use base. Your feedback is important for us. Uh, if you're not on the panel, please email feedback at footballindex.co.uk. We would actively encourage people to share their feedback via email uh, address rather than social media. This is far more useful and constructive way of sharing your thoughts as it allows us to compile and analyze analyze genuine feedback comprehensively. We're still working through the start final stages of delivering our media monitor. We'll update traders on our progress in due course. The new media monitor won't be implemented without a significant warning to traders and we're hoping to be uh, be trial it the next week. Lastly, I would like to personally assure you that our team is continuously working to improve and grow the platform into a very real market dedicated to a, a sport we're all passionate about. We hope to take as many of you as possible with us on our exciting journey. Uh, first reactions there. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of it. Um, it's, it's quite it's quite a quite a long piece, isn't it? With various things in. I mean, I really like the the, the back end of the announcement, kind of going through the vision for the future. I I think it's really really good that they can kind of share share that with us. Um, there's some kind of uh, nice pieces in there of where they're trying to 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 go with things. Um. Yeah, going back to the, why has the market corrected and mentioned things like I don't personally think COVID nineteen, the economy and Brexit have played any part in the recent drops. We've we've those have all been in place since 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 March almost. Um, so I'm not sure if I, I kind of agree agree with that. Um, it looks like they're not going to do yet and i would have probably preferred that they give us some sort of comment on market makers as well because i think that's the point that a lot of people are thinking about yeah i think this was probably aimed at people though soccer um you know in fairness to fi that have been confused about what order books are they've been confused about uh what's going on and they've kind of been needing some reassurance maybe those people that have been saying oh how can fi you know cope with this this level of trading or prices going down etc from a financial standpoint yeah yeah completely agree and it, on, in that regard it's a it's again an informative piece which is is good i think yeah what do you make of the license chat there you know um would you like to see fi re- regulated as a by the fca for example so i'm by no means an expert on this so i think i think there's Correct me if I'm wrong. Are there two ways you can be regulated by the FCA? So there's one way in which your deposits are regulated by the FCA. Um, I, I think a lot of the sports spread, the spread betting spread, platforms, yeah. spread betting platforms, they're regulated by the FCA, but they're not like FCA protected tr- protected products, which would then incur tax. So I think it'd be good if FI could get the basically what the spread spread betting companies are on. So people can, you know, deposit with confidence that their deposit and cash balance would be FCA protected. But I think we're all quite keen for Football Linux to remain a gambling platform where it's, where everything's, you know, it's it, it's clearly a gambling product. So I think that's where we're going with that front, if yeah. I'm reading that correctly. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's been all, I mean, I quickly had to tweet out, you're not going to be taxed on your earnings, don't worry. <laughs> um, because a lot of people were instantly tweeting. I literally was like, I tweeted something like, oh, we're going to see people start talking about this and, and kind of taxing your profits and stuff. And it's just, just not going to happen. I mean, like, 
<laughs> that would be the equivalent of like a dividend decrease or <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like it just doesn't it would not happen yeah exactly they've clearly stayed on that line of defense for good reason yeah yeah exactly i, I mean the interesting parts as well around the accounting and regulatory pressures to to, to create uh, to create the book uh, i don't know how much of that is true but i think there's a lot of ambition in that uh, sentence about kind of um getting themselves to a stage where they can be compared to equities derivatives fx and crypto markets yeah and i i, I love that so yeah, it, it's clearly shown that they 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 want to be big players in 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 this um, industry, um, and if if they can get to to, to that stage, that, that's only going to be a good thing because there'll be plenty of money in the market. For sure, for sure. Well, I think that's all we've got time for. Thanks so much for joining me, man. It's been a, a great episode. Uh, I guess another announcement during it, which doesn't help either of our concentrations when I presume both our phones are, are buzzing. Um, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, so at Soccer Index on Twitter. Brilliant. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you're commuting right now, stay safe, wear a mask, all that stuff. If you're not commuting, doing whatever you're doing, hope you enjoyed this. Shout out to the non-commute crew. Uh, sorry to get to answer all your questions. Uh, there's obviously always quite a few. Uh, Footballist is a gambling platform. Only bet we can afford to lose and stop when the fun stops. Never forget that. Thank you very much, everyone.